a new beginning. Five will enter. One will be crowned. PWE's Wrestler of the Month. W.E. Crew, Dan O'Mac, Big Kaz, Jay Bird, Nick the Gooch, and your host, Brokowski. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, We hope everybody had a great weekend. We sure did. It was a busy, fun-filled, beautiful weekend. And now we're here to give you a great episode. Today we're going to be joined with a commentator slash interviewer. We're real excited to have Josh Jonai on with us today. And then we are going to also be talking about Russell of the Month at the end of the episode. So stick around for that. And we're going to go ahead and jump in here with Josh. Josh, how you doing, my man? I am doing excellent, guys. It, it's it's finally happened. It's finally happened. I am here to join here on the Pro Wrestling Edge podcast, and I'm very excited and intrigued just to join you guys. And listen, I mean, I, I'm flattered to, to be a part of this with you guys. Very awesome. Well, we greatly appreciate that, and we are glad to have you on with us today. So let's start right at the beginning with you, man. When did you find wrestling? Was it growing up as a child? Did you find it on later on in life? And how did you come about it? So, um, a very, very good story. Um, so, my brothers, I have two older brothers. They've always been, like, wrestling fans. And they collected the Jack-specific Titantron live figures. But I never knew they were wrestling figures. So, I always used them as, like, superheroes. And I'm like, yeah. Like, I don't know what these guys are for. But th this guy in a mask, who was Kane, by the way, he's going to be my hero. So, of course, my brother had to tell me, no, no, he does a move called the Chokeslam. I'm like, what's that? And then he showed it to me. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's going to be his <laughs> whatever superpower. But, um. When I actually watched it, it was in uh, January 7th, 2002, when Triple H returned from his quad injury. And live at Madison Square Garden, keep in mind, and Jim Ross just losing his mind was the thing that caught me the most, was just hearing JR's voice. And I sat down, glued to that TV, seeing Triple H live. That's awesome. I can actually recall back to both of those moments. I had a lot of the Titan Chime figures. I was the one with the, the little metal thing on the bottom of their foot, mm -hmm. and you could get their little Titan Chime to play when you had the accessories for it. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I, I know I remember that moment very well with Triple H returning back in 02 at Madison Square Garden. I mean, the crowd went batshit crazy, and, and a lot of the DVD countdowns, that's one of the best comebacks of all time. Definitely. But um, who were some you? 
You mentioned Triple H, you mentioned Kane. Were anyone else some of your favorite wrestlers growing up? So growing up, like my favorite wrestlers, like as growing up, uh, like Stone Cold became one of my favorites. Uh, Triple H, top tier for me. Uh, Eddie Guerrero became some somewhat like very close uh, to me because like I've always like enjoyed Eddie Guerrero. I could share like one story about Eddie. Um, when Eddie was in the feud with Brock Lesnar for the WWE title, I was begging my parents because I was I'm the youngest in my family. I was begging my mom to let me stay up because bedtime was always at eight. And I was like, can I just stay up for 10 minutes to see who walked away with the WWE championship between Brock Lesnar and Eddie Guerrero? And I was hoping Eddie uh, like captured, uh, captured that gold from Brock and seeing that I legit was so happy. And like, I was excited to go to school the next day to tell all my friends who won and it was such a like feel good moment for me just to see that. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, did you know as a young kid about the indie scene, or was that something that came later in life and you actually started getting into it? Um, I would say the independent scene became uh, later because I, uh, growing up like watching uh, TNA wrestling, now Impact mm -hmm. and uh, WWE, I did watch some Ring of Honor here and there and then some ccw but i wasn't really connected with them that much but uh when it came to matt hardy uh leaving the wwe and then he was in impact and then he left impact and he decided to do uh independent circuit and it got me to witness who kevin steen was i was like who is this kevin steen and i watched so many things of like videos of kevin steen versus matt hardy and I remember there was a Ring of Honor show and it was uh, Kevin Steen's uh, farewell tour. And I was like, I have to go. And of course, um, how I know like some of the independent scene, I, I'm going back for a quick second. My dad, he actually told me about uh, Truth Martini. And he was like, yeah, my friend does independent scene. And I was like, what's that? And he told me what it was. And I was very happy to see like stories and hear about it. And like, that's how I became close with independent scene when I saw Kevin um, leaving uh, Ring of Honor. And then I just like, I have to go to XICW. And that's how I became very attached to XICW because I was seeing what Truth Martini was when I messaged him on Facebook and I told him, hey, I don't know if you know this, but you actually do know my dad, and his name is John, and his last name is Jonai, and, like, I'm his youngest son, and, like, I need to know about independent wrestling, and, like, he basically told me, like, check out XICW, and I'm like, what's XICW? Now I know what XICW is. No, that's a, that's a good uh, good way to find out, is uh, finding out through uh, Truth Martini. We're all big fans of the truth here. Uh, we especially big fans out of his students too that he pumps out of the house of truth over there. So that, that's that's really awesome. um now I remember how you said when you were talking about Triple H returning in O two, a big thing of your memory was JR and how he described it. After that moment, did you find yourself being drawn in more to JR King, Michael Kobe in the backstage interviewer at that time? So yeah, actually, like when it came to like learning stuff from Jim Ross, uh, from Michael Cole and like Joey Styles, Mike Denae, Don West, Taz, you name it all. Like I was attached because like, of course, like being a kid, you can't really watch Mondays and uh, Thursdays at the time for WWE stuff. 
And like, especially when like my dad was flipping through the channel and we discovered TNA wrestling, I was like, I really like this guy named like the professor, but I kept calling him the professor, but we knew Noah as Mike Tanay. And I was like, all right, I'm the big fan of Mike Tanay. And I was just very intrigued just to hear like commentators. And like, that's how, like when I was that age, I realized watching Triple H's return that I wanted to be a part of wrestling somehow in some way. And while we're on that subject, I'm going to toss the uh, questions over to Big Kaz here. He has a couple on your career. Fire away. Fire away. Let's hear this. Yeah, uh, just a few questions of how the the love of wrestling and love of commentary, where it got into your head to where you wanted to cross over and be involved. And you mentioned Truth Martini. Like, did, did you talk to him to influence your decision and kind of show you the right way to go? I, I would say, like, um, when I was watching wrestling as a kid, like, I, I kept saying to myself, like, I want to be a part of this. And, like, talking the truth and actually going to the House of Truth just to watch students, uh, like, work their asses off. And that's I, – I respect anyone who wants to become a professional wrestler and training. It, it, my hat uh, goes off to those uh, students and to anybody who is training to become one. It, it's so cool because I was, like – and like as I was sitting next to Truth, like we were just talking, and like my head was like doing commentary because like as a kid who used to play like action figures and stuff like that, I always wanted to do the commentary. I would beg my brother to let me be the lead guy, and like he was like, "All right, whatever, kid. Like <laughs> I don't care." And I'm like, "Sweet." And like I will always be the lead guy, and he 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 and I we will bounce off together and just talk about like wrestling and stuff like that, and talk about the moves. Did you ever see yourself uh, getting into the ring to be a wrestler? I, it's crazy to hear, like, to have that question because, like, a lot of people, like, you are the first to ask me this question. Um, but I never saw myself as a wrestler. I always saw myself as a guy behind the desk or holding a microphone and interviewing the wrestlers and stuff like that. Like, I just, I was so intrigued just to hear JR's voice. And I was like, I, I want to be behind that desk sitting next to that guy. So you decided to go the commentary route and, uh, you know, kind of the backstage correspondent type deals with interviews. When or how did you get into the biz? So this is, um, this dated back in 2019. Man, the three years I've been in this business—it's <laughs> crazy to say that at this time of this recording. But um, I, before I got into wrestling, I actually met Jim Ross, and it was at a comic convention. I forgot the name, but it was in Warren, Michigan. And like, I remember my friend sent me a link to it, and he's like, "You need to go before you beat yourself up." And I'm like, "I have to go." So, of course, my brother, since I have two brothers, I have, like, one who I was, like, close with a lot because he was, like, the one who introduced me more to wrestling and played the video games with. And I was like, can we go? I never begged this much. Please let me go with you because, like, we need to meet Jim Ross. And this is very, very important to me. And he was like, fine, I guess. And, like, when I met Jim Ross, like, everybody was doing his impressions. And I told him right away, like, hey. I really want to be a part of this business. Do you have any advice? And like, you're the reason why I wanted to be a commentator. And like, he told me like to head to the shows and see if like you could meet the promoter, see if you could help out, like set up the rings or set up chairs or put up flyers for them. 
And I was like, wow, this is this is crazy to hear from Jim Ross. And I'm like, all right, thank you so much, JR. And like, he hooked me up with a free autograph and he was like, nobody ever asked me this question. And like, you are the first to be um, asking me how to become a commentator really. And like, here's that autograph. I wish you good luck and Hey, make a name for yourself. And I was like, Whoa. So yeah. yeah. So fast forward to, uh, a couple months later, I actually was working two jobs at the time, and I saw there was a horror slam show. And I fell off of the independent scene because, like, I was I was keeping up to date to see like what the results were, but I haven't gotten to the shows in like forever. And so it was 2019. I forgot the date exactly, but there was a horror slam show, and I bought a ticket, and like I didn't have a car. And I was talking to my mom, like, hey, I need to go to the show. I bought the ticket. And she's like, I don't think it's a good idea. And I was like, but why? And she's like, because you are young and, you know, it's going to be at a bar. And I'm like, well, I don't want to witness wrestling again and fall in love with this scene again. Like, I, I want to see the show. And she's like, fine. But if you don't like it, you better call me or text me right away and I'll pick you up. And you can't go alone to shows anymore. And I was like, but I'm 20. I, I really want to go. And so she dropped me off. She's like, you better text me as soon as possible if you're uncomfortable. I'm like, will do. No problem. So I get to the show. And God, I felt like like kind of weird because I'm used to going to shows with my brother. And I was like, this is weird. I don't know anybody. And so the MC was announcing like what kind of matches we're going to see and uh hey fans bring your own weapon and i uh i was sitting on the far back and like there's this person next to me and when the MC said bring your own weapons and he was like we could use excuse my language we could use my own fucking table if we want to and the table was very wobbly and i was like looking at him and then like my thought was like say something and i was like i'll help him I'll, I'll carry the table with them. And he's like, yeah, I got a new friend. And it, one thing led to another. That person's name was Chris. And uh, he and I, we just talked about uh, wrestling together. And he told me about uh, a thing called Heel Fan News. And one thing led to another. He and I like talked about it. He invited me to the studio. And I got to meet uh, Floyd Harper. And like he was... One like those two like they brought me in the wrestling stuff and like they told me, hey, you're gonna be our like Josh's corner. That's what we used to call my interview segment, and we are just going to go forward with uh, forward with this. And I was like, whoa, I'm actually doing this. This is great. I don't know how I feel about this in general, but like I was like, but we gotta make this path, and we're doing it. And like three years later, like just doing interviews. Uh, then eventually doing some commentary. Another person I have to thank for doing commentary is Jonathan Presley. And like, I could not thank those three enough for getting me started and like, kind of like pushing me. And now like, here I am continuing doing it. And you know, you're, you're still doing it. What promotions have you worked for or are currently working for? So currently I am with Mega Championship Wrestling. Shout out to the Mega Mafia. I worked for oh man, this is this is on the spot, but I'm gonna try to remember some things. I worked for XICW, I worked for Alternative Pro, 
I worked for NPWA, NPW. Um, let's see. I know I'm going to forget some, and I feel so bad for forgetting, but it's just it's one thing, like, we're working for those companies. I think for all the opportunities I got for that. So I think that's it, but if I forgot some, it's sorry. It's just everything is just, like, you know, kind of clutter, and it's kind of like... I'll remember eventually if, like, watching like this, I forget, like, this podcast drop, I'm going to leave a comment and be like, I, I forgot this company. Or, <laughs> It'll all come back at once, right yeah. after the lights off. <laughs> yes. And it's like, oh, man, I forgot about that one. Now, with all these promotions that you've worked for, do you have a favorite wrestler There's a that lot you, of- you just love calling their matches? Actually, they're, like, the one person that I enjoyed like calling the action for was El Ridiculoso. I very much El Ridiculoso. And El, like, he and I, like, I remember meeting him back in 20, I want to say 16 or 15. And it was an independent show. And, like, he had a Sonic the Hedgehog pin, but it was him. And I still have it to this day. And I told him once I started doing XICW commentary, I was like, I still have that pin. And he's like, well, now I remember, I remember you. And then, like, just calling his action was, like, the fun, like, funnest times I ever had. And, like, now, since I'm a part of the mega uh, broadcast team, there's a lot of people I enjoy. One of them would be uh, Paragon. It's a tie between Paragon and Big Mo. Like, I enjoyed the, calling their guy, uh, both of those guys match. Uh, another honorable mention would be uh, Mr. Crumbles. I love Mr. Crumbles matches a lot. Now, is there uh, any current or dream matches you would like to call? I would very much enjoy some of, like, one person that I keep, like, wanting to dream about, like, calling would be a uh, Matt Cardona match. Seeing how much, like, heel interactions he has with those fans and, like, I'm like, man, Cardona, like, what he was back in WWE as Zack Ryder, like, he was kind of here, but, like, they didn't want to use him. And, like, now he got released. Now he became the GCW champ. He became uh, the Impact Digital Media champ. So many titles that guy has held, including the NWA. I'm like, I'm intrigued. I really want to call this guy's matches. So, Cardona, if you ever do FWF again, please, I would love to call some matches of yours. You know, and then I got one last question before I pass it on to uh, Nick DeGooch over here. Myself, Brokowski, and Jaybird, we've actually gotten the chance to call commentary a few places and do it. And from uh, one commentator to another, do you find it easier to call matches with people that you're friends with that you know outside of the business? than it would be if there's uh, somebody you've never seen before or only familiar with a uh, few times? Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to say I'm fine with both, actually, because, like, commentating with uh, Floyd Harper and Jonathan Presley, like, it was fun doing that because we used to do heel fan matches uh, back in the studio, and we would sit back and uh, we will commentate the matches and, like, just sitting with them, it was very fun. And, like, then, like, I got to work with uh, John Bruski 
what it, it, it was something different for me because like I was very shy to do it because like it was my live show and like I'm just sitting there with the microphone and I'm like smiling and then like Jonathan Presley thankfully was next to me and he's like say something and I'm like oh yeah don't do it in your head anymore and like eventually working with Brewski and then uh we he and I we we worked so well together and like now like going out of Michigan to work with uh the Duke uh the professor so many uh Chris Yeager that's another person that I would like to mention like it was so different but I was very happy to do this with like new people and it, it's a challenge at first but once I get comfortable like it's not a challenge because I also worked with uh Jeremiah Goldmain I also worked with uh Kaden Monroe it was a, it was a new task Johnny Delicious another person I can mention it was a new challenge but I was happy to an honor to sit with all those people and still to this day to sit with those people yeah i i, I feel you on the, the smiling holding the mic and not saying things i've, I've done that myself before and i've been being nudged by brokowski to tell me to talk but mm -hmm. thank you for answering those questions we got some really awesome questions coming up next from nick the gooch so i'm i'm a big hobbies guy and i like to ask our guests what they like to do outside of wrestling. And it's quite apparent that you're a big meet and grease kind of guy. Um, I was, I believe me and Brokowski may have been at that same Jim Ross meet and greet. Was that the book signing where he sat right next to uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan? Yes, it was. Me and Josh were actually in there. We stood in line for quite a while for that too, just to end up to find out that he had no books left over for us. Wow. Oh, it was depressing. But, um, who were you most excited to meet besides JR? Um, another person I was very excited to meet was actually, uh, I want to say Colt Cabana. Uh, Colt Cabana, we, we all know, for, like, he's been everywhere, really. And the Cabana has been one person that has kind of, like, helped me to, like, realize, like, you can make this as a reality. And the uh, second person... Uh, would be Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston has, <laughs> I God, Eddie Kingston kind of like means like a little bit a lot to me because he and I, when we met, like I I kept saying to myself, I need to meet Eddie Kingston. And there was a Evolve show, and I walked right past him, and I was like, Hey, Eddie, and he's like, What's up, man? And he was on the phone, and I was like, oh, I can't beat that one guy. He'd be like, Hey, can we get a picture? Because I'm not the type of person to intrigue like intrude anybody's like uh phone call conversations and ruin it and i'm like yeah. i'll get a picture eventually but when he was in xicw uh me i was supposed to do interviews but uh chris shout out to chris uh he told me he was like you have a day off today and i remember taking off my polo i was like all right i can wear my actual t-shirt and just enjoy this shirt so and so as i see eddie kingston i'm like man i really need to talk to him and so when I finally did, I came up to Eddie and I told him, like, we actually kind of ran into each other at Evolve, but we never got a picture. And he's like, oh, man, like, let's fix this situation, man. Let's take this photo. And so I was like, sweet. And then he was like, what's your name? And I'm like, I'm Josh. And he's like, pleasure to meet you, Josh. And I was like, I'm actually kind of starting off with doing wrestling. And he's like, oh, really? You were going to be a wrestler? And I'm like, no, I'm actually going to be a um, 
trying to be a broadcaster, and but right now I'm doing interviews. And he's like, ah, man, that's that's a mad respect, all right? Mad respect. I'm like, sweet. I'm getting that. Kind of a little rub from Eddie Kingston. And he was like, let me tell you advice. And I'm like, I'm getting advice from Eddie Kingston. Let's hear this. So um, I suffer through depression, anxiety, uh, anything you, you could think of. So Eddie told me to not overthink anymore. Eddie told me no matter how many relationships you go through, which is like the good, the bad, the in-between, um, if you go through a breakup, don't beat yourself up. And continue chasing this dream of yours. Because this dream, you're living it. And if one girl wants to be with you, that's great. If she doesn't want to be with you and breaks your heart, don't beat yourself up. Uh, pick, your back, uh, pick yourself back up, wipe off that dirt, and keep going. No matter how many cuts, bruises, or anything you go through, don't beat yourself up. And that was one thing that like, I will forever hold on to. And before he told me he, like, he wanted to, like, he was done, he was like, before I let you go, man, the one thing I wanted you to know is that I hope one day you and I could work together and you could commentate a match of mine. So that's another person. Like I said, I'll forget somebody. And Eddie Kingston is one person I would love to do a uh, match of his. So that pretty much answers my next question. Who's uh, Who's been some of your most memorable? So uh, um, <laughs> besides Eddie Kingston, Coke Cabana, and JR, who else has been some of your most uh, most memorable? Another memorable one. I'm going to shout out this person. Shout out to Justin Pilgrim, aka Ronnie or the Ron, as I repackaged him. Great guy. Another close friend of mine. I remember it was a XICW a house party, and uh, Keith Slater was there, and so Slater was teaming with uh, Rhino, and they were taking on the fun-loving criminals. And I remember Slater grabbed my microphone from the commentary desk and he's like this is how we do it baby and he like threw back my microphone and i caught it thankfully i caught it and so uh as it was intermission i'm sitting there you know just collect reading off my papers because i love to uh write notes and prepare myself for whenever it comes to anybody's matches so ronnie he came up to me and he, he was like and i just see him like kind of worried and stuff like that and i was like what's going on and he's like hey man slater i was like what about Heath Slater? What's going on? And he's like, he's looking for you. And I'm like, oh no, did I say something bad? What, what did I do? And like, he was like, I don't know. He's just pacing around the locker room. And I'm like, oh no, I got to apologize. Like, I'm scared too. So now my head is like, all right, don't freak out too much. So like, Ronnie like just like disappears. And I thought he was behind me. And I was like, where is he? And I just see Heath Slater pacing around the locker room. And then all of a sudden he looks over and he's like, there he is. And I was like, I didn't say anything bad. I promise you. I didn't say anything bad. And he was like, no, nah, man. I was just asking him, like, what, um, what was that thing I grabbed? Was that a commentary? And I was like, oh, yeah. And then I was like, and my heart just like literally was relief. And I like looked at Ronnie and I see him laughing. I'm like, you son of a bitch you got me scared <laughs> and so that's another person who was really cool with me and like um speaking of ronnie he was another person that told me that it's okay to take photos with these guys that you see on television whether they're currently on television or they're not on television but you used to watch as a kid it's okay to take the photos with these people now i got one more before i pass it on uh dead or alive who would you love to meet 
Uh, Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero is one person that and it's always my go-to answer because uh, since I became a fan of Eddie, I remember before he passed, Survivor Series 2005 was going to be at the Joe Lewis, I believe it was. And I remember asking my dad, can we get tickets to go see Eddie because he's going to be on Team SmackDown and I just want to see what Eddie does. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll get the tickets. And like, I remember just like in my uh, bedroom and I think I was just messing around with the action figures and I think I was holding a Eddie Guerrero figure and I was just doing the frog splash and all of a sudden I hear a knock on the door and I was like yeah you could come in and it was actually my mom and she came up to me and she's like hey uh can we talk and I was like yeah like what's going on like everything okay and she's like yeah just put down your action figures like we just we just need to talk and I'm like okay like what's going on and she was like Eddie and I was like Guerrero? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, what about Eddie Guerrero? You know, the guy lies and cheats and steals, of course. Like, what's going on? And she's like, um, I turned on the news and Eddie has passed away. And I was like, what do, what do, what do, what do you mean? Like, come on. Like, there's no way. And she's like, no, Eddie died. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, like, I, I don't know how to tell you this, but I have to, you know, just cut through the chase. I can't just say something else like i want you to know that he's no longer here and i remember that just hurt me and like i fell to my knees and i started crying a lot because like i said eddie has become like one of my favorites and i'm like and i was like but this can't be and i was like and it was also like i think it was like close to my birthday too and i was like but I was excited to see Eddie perform, and she was like, I know. And she's like, do you still want to go to Survivor Series? And I was like, no, I, I can't, because Eddie's not going to be there. Like, I'm not, not taking a dig out of anybody, but it was just kind of, like, hard to, like, wanting to go to a show, but your favorite is not going to be there. Yeah, yeah I could definitely uh, agree with that one. Uh, Jayberg, what you got for him, brother? Yo. Yeah, man. Oh. I noticed you got a lot of bow ties, brother. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> where'd, uh, where'd the bow tie start coming from? So, um, I rem uh, the bow tie actually kind of, this is actually kind of like a little nod to uh, Mike Tanay because he used to wear a tuxedo in every single like TNA show till like he was leaving. He went back, to, he went to the standard tie, which don't get me wrong, standard ties are cool and all, but Nobody can't be a bow tie. So I remember just sitting there and I was like, I kind of want to be a different commentator. Like I know me and Gene used to wear bow ties along with Howard Finkel. And I was like, let me change it up. I don't want to be the guy who wears just a standard tie and then, you know, wear the suit. I want to be something different. And I was like, bow ties. So every single time I would say thank you to my brother for introducing me to wear bow ties to weddings so he was like you know bow tie instead and i was like yeah i kind of want to be like you because you know we're brothers and he would like teach me like what colors to go with this stretcher or anything and i was like you know what i'm gonna bring this in wrestling and i was very happy to have that bow tie face and i still do and i i, I very much enjoy bringing different colors to wear for like a bow tie. 
Very nice, very nice. Yeah, bow ties are a, a special breed, I feel like. You don't really see that too often at all. No. They're pretty awesome. <laughs> and those those are not clip-ons, right? You you tie those yourself? I don't know how to tie a bow tie. I'm willing to learn sometime in the future, but they are clip-ons because like I want like I don't want to be like sitting there like because my ADD brain is gonna be like, this is gonna be a while. So I don't want to mess around and be like, hey, it's showtime. And I'm like, oh god, oh god, no bow tie. So I make sure I have a clip on because it's like easy for me just to sit behind the booth and I make sure like, you know, not to wear the same bow tie or in this case, the same dress shirt. So whenever it's a show, I make sure I change up the dress shirt and the bow tie so I don't wear the same one. Nice. Keep it. Keep it sporadic. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I also notice you're a, a cooker. Yes. You got a, you like cooking, man. That's awesome. I see it on your TikTok, I believe it is. You do those some crazy mac and cheeseburgers. Those things look yes. pretty good. Um, I very much enjoy cooking. That's like a like that's like my side like little hobby I like to do. Like I also like to collect Funko Pops and action like wrestling figures, of course. But like cooking, I've learned from uh, my grandma and my mom. And so like I am on uh, Twitch. So if anyone's interested, type in JTG. That's my initials, not, not the wrestler guys. It's just hold on, don't keep your crime time jokes for later. Um, it's JTG underscore twenty four, and like I used to sit on camera and I used to talk about like before like I came back from my vacation of last year, but I used to watch matches and I used to do commentary because I would make my Twitch chat post matches they want to watch, and then I would pick a match and we will flip flop. So then it was my buddy's uh, streaming kit. And so I had to go back to Michigan and I was like, I still want to do Twitch. And so I used to talk about mental health and like talk about like, Hey, like if anyone's suffering, you're going to be okay. And I was like, well, I kind of want to change it up one more time. So I was like, let's do cooking streams. And so one thing led to another, I started doing cooking streams and it's it's been fun. Like it, I got, I believe, fifty nine followers on Twitch, and like I talk about whatever the Twitch chat wants to talk about. Like if it's wrestling, I'll plug in my shows while I'm cooking something, or I talk about um, like figures and stuff like that. Like I remember one of my friends, like when Triple H uh, had that heart condition. I remember like he was asking me, he's like, "What's your favorite Triple H uh, figure?" And like I'm in the middle of cooking and like I like looked over and I'm like, "Let me think about that." So I'm like pouring like whatever I'm doing, and I was like, "All right, let's answer this question." And like it's so such a cool community, and like I told like anybody who I make as a mod for Twitch, I told them you are part of the MWO. So I made a logo for them, and I'm like, "All right, MWO for life, mod world order." <laughs> if, if there's anybody who doesn't like this, you got banned them. I don't care. But yeah, cooking is one of my favorite things to do. That's wonderful, man. Yeah. I'm sorry it took you so, so us so long to get you on here, man. You're commentary, love wrestling, love cooking. Freaking, you're right up our alley, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, like I said, like it's it's a dream come true to like, because like it, it was cool, like because like of course like seeing your guys' posts and stuff like that, and I'm like, I need to be a guest somehow or some way. And, like, I feel like I was not, like, ready in a way. Like, I don't think, like, last year I would have been ready till, like, now. Till, like, I realized, like, who I'm actually doing this wrestling for. 
Awesome. Well, <laughs> thank you for everything, man. I'm going to send you back over to Brokowski here. You're all good. Thank you. Josh, before we let you go, I got a couple final questions here. You said you're a Funko Pop collector. What's your most expensive one and what's your most rarest one? Ooh. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I believe my rarest Funko Pop would be the uh... – man, that's a good question. I don't think I have, like, a very rare one, but, like, I would say the most valuable one would be Tony Montana on a car, and he's owning his uh, rifle. And I think that's my most expensive one. Now, is and... that your favorite one also, or do you got a different one that's your favorite? There's so many favorite ones. I think, like – the one that it's always hilarious to me would be my favorite would be the 18 inch Batman from GameStop. And like, I got it for a discount price because of course it was, you know, purchase a Funko, you get a half off. And like, they were like, Oh, that doesn't count. And I'm like, it's got to count. It's a big ass Funko pop. It has to count. So they scan it. It was original price was $120. Yes. I could drop some money for that, but I was like, I know it's got to be a discounted price. So the guy scanned it, and he's like, it's not going to be discounted. And then all of a sudden, $65.99. And he's like, wait a minute. And I was like laughing. <laughs> can't be right. And I was like, well, here's my wallet. Let me pull out my card, put it in, and then I took it out. And like, what I tell you, it's like a child. I treat it, and I always take, like, I don't have it on me. Like, I have it stored away, but I always take photos of it, and I'm like, here's my child, everyone. Congratulations <laughs> to me. I'm a dad now. <laughs> and, like, my brother was like, why? I was like, yeah, you know. But another uh, Funko Pop I very much enjoy is, since I very much old-school hip-hop would be the notorious one, Notorious B.I.G., Biggie Smalls. I have a lot of Funko Pops of Biggie Smalls that they made, and I have one left to get, and it's kind of in, like, the 200 to an up price, and I need to finish that uh, collective, that collection, and I will have all the Biggie Smalls Funko Pops. Now, when you say old-school hip-hop, do you mean that era from Biggie? Like, that's your time era of fandom? Yeah, I would say, like, because, like, I, I very much enjoy it. Like, cause, like, whenever it comes, like, I listen to any type of music. But, like, if I hear uh, Biggie Smalls, Tupac, uh, Outkast, whoever, like, I very much enjoy it. It's all thanks to, like, my brothers and, like, my mom and stuff like that to introduce these things to me. And, like, my brother knows I'm big Biggie Smalls fan, so he got me a uh, Bad Boys jersey, and it says Notorious on the back, and I... We'll wear it once in a while, like when I feel like it's a good time to pull that out. And I'm like, man, this baseball jersey is my favorite. Well, I need to see a picture of that, those Biggie Funko Pops. I and then hopefully, sure. <laughs> then hopefully, hopefully, I'll get to see you in that bad boy jersey someday at a show. Of course, of course. You never know when I will pull it out, but of course, you'll see me wear that. Do you know how many Funkos you got in total? I think I have 300 plus Funkos. Ooh. And Ooh. the Funko game. Yeah, and so like when it comes to my Funkos, a lot of people like it's hard. And I tell people if it's Christmas, if it's my birthday, do not call me and ask me what kind of Funkos I want because 
I'm kind of picky with my Funko Pops because, like, I don't want to get everyone from the whole set. Like, I want to get that particular person. But if it's, like, a movie I very much enjoy, like, my favorite movie of all time is Ghostbusters. So if they make, like, the original Ghostbusters, I'm going to get that set. And so I remember, like, there was one... um, it was a Christmas of two years ago, I think it was, and I wanted to get the Ecto One, and it was a Christmas gift, and that I was like, I have all like the Ghostbusters things that I need. So yeah, that's one of my favorite Funko Pops. Well, Josh, before no. we let you go, can you shout out your social medias where people can find you to lock you down for commentary or interviews? Yeah, absolutely. I am uh, Josh Jonai on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. The last name is G-J-O-N-A-J. Um, make sure like to uh, follow me on Instagram to see what I post about. Like sometimes I would post about like mental health, like when I like kind of have like one of those days. But I also like follow me on TikTok because once in a while I would do a motivation kind of video just to make uplift anybody who's going through a rough time but another thing is um be sure to check out uh mega championship wrestling um on facebook and make sure you follow mega on uh social media mega wrestling and be sure to check out their facebook live 815 where they go tuesday turmoil and make sure you click that notification just to turn on to see when our next show is because you'll definitely see me at the mega shows and if you ever see me at all, uh, if you want to book me, book me at uh, joshuajonai at gmail.com and send me an email or, you know, Facebook message me. And I'm always down for a travel. I want to do this full time. And I know this is like a cliche thing for me to say, but it's something I always want to be a part of. And like, I hope one day, like, I can inspire a lot of people who was in my shoes before, whoever goes through any kind of mental illness or if they are going through a rough time um you know i want to motivate people and like one day sell t-shirts and one day have my own action figure or funko pop and that way people could be like i want something like that and yeah that's basically i could plug in those my social medias Josh, so much for taking your time out of your day to come on and hang out with us. We greatly appreciate it. I think the timing was just perfect to get you on today. Everything worked out great. It was awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. No, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. And you know what? Eventually, we could do this again. We could run it back. If you ever need to talk about figures, I'm down for a figure talk. If you ever want to go to a toy hunt, I'm down for a toy hunt. Let's do it. Oh, we're definitely going to run it back. That's for sure. Absolutely. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, Josh. Have a good one. You as well. That was great, Josh. <laughs> Josh Jonai, you definitely got to get him my commentary or for backstage interviews or something because that dude got it going on and he's always dressed to the kills, man. With that bow tie, he gets a killer bow tie game. Very energetic person, man. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, don't go nowhere because right after the ad reads, we're about to give away some free shit and announce July's Rough of the Month.
For all things PWE, you can go to pwepod.com. Uh, that's where you'll find links to all the episodes for Pro Wrestling Edge and Talking Sports with PWE. Uh, and also there is a link to our merch store at Brain Buster Tees. So check out pwepod.com for Pro Wrestling Edge and Talking Sports with PWE on social media, pwepod, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. That's where you'll find anything for those two podcasts. Also, Edge of the Mind podcast by PWE. Uh, join the Facebook group page. Um, I'm getting ready to start interviews, and that season two will launch uh, the beginning of September. Um, so check that out. Also, Edge of the Mind pod on Instagram. Um, we couldn't do this without our partners and the sponsors, Rue Psychedelics. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Rue Psychedelics. Whirlwind Productions Detroit. Whirlwind Productions DET on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you can email them if you're looking for any uh, voiceover work or podcast production at whirlwindproductionsdet at gmail.com. Brain Jerk Entertainment. Uh, we're going to be talking about something after the ad read and the, and the wrestler of the month uh, with them. But uh, check out all their content at brainjerk.com. They're more than a podcast. They do so much stuff. Uh, but check out um, their YouTube channel for all of their content as well. Um, Josh mentioned it earlier in the episode, our guest, um, Ronnie at Jaquist Photography, uh, the sponsor of the show. If you're looking for any type of podcast production or not podcast production, that's where we're productions, Detroit. If you're looking for any photography work, anything, uh, he does promo pics. He does weddings. He just did a shoot at, um, the Eloise, um, where his wife is the uh, makeup artist. Um, he does birthday parties, graduation parties. I don't know what Nick is saying. TKW. Yeah, he, he, was, did- he was he was promo at TKW. Picks. He did promo pics at TKW. So check out him out on Facebook and TikTok yep. at Jaquist Photography. J a q u i s. Uh, Ronnie Jaquist on Instagram and horror underscore style on Twitter. He wants to build that Twitter up, so go give him a follow there as well. Um, let's get into Wrestler of the Month for July. So just to, just to recap what's happened this year, um, the first uh, semifinal matchup is set for the 1st of December. Forever Young, TJ Meyer. Uh, Juniper, Zodiac, and Dread King Logan all won Wrestler of the Month. They will move on to December in the first semifinal uh, match. And the first person that will be in the second week of December's um, semifinal match will be none other than Adam Effenwick. Uh, congrats to Adam Wick for winning July Wrestler of the Month for PWE. Um, let's get into the giveaway of the merch. And again, if you, I, I knew it. If you, <laughs> that was Big Kaz's nomination, I knew it the whole time. If you follow, DJ won gang warfare. That's hey, you right. know what? You can go back in our chats. When I told him, when you know how our selection process is and how far ahead we go and do this. That day, I told him, "You're my winner for July." I'm like, it's not even June yet. Right. I knew it. Sorry, I had, I had to go to rant. You guys all rant when you win. No, it's all good. <laughs> my uh, two-month winning feeling. streak of my nominations are over, so I can't really say much right now. Um, yeah, you got two wins. But again, if you um, 
follow the podcast on social media and you vote, you're entering a chance to win a PWE merch package. Um, so this month's winner, let me spin the wheel. Congrats to Big Raj. Big Raj is uh, July's winner for the merch package. Whoop, I actually whoop. I actually have something else that I've been supposed to have been sending Big Raj for a couple months now that <laughs> I'm just a horrible friend and haven't sent it. So uh, I've told him twice I would I got it out, but I haven't actually. So uh, he's going to get the uh, PWE merch package along with uh, the other things I have for him. So Big Raj, congratulations. Congratulations to Adam Wick. You are July's Pro Wrestling Edge Wrestler of the Month. So congrats to him. Um, Brokowski, do you want to start off or do you want me to get right to Big Taz? I don't care. I'll start off with it because July 27th, this Wednesday at 4 p.m., Brain Jerk Studios in Monroe. Big Taz is going to be going. And he's going to be representing Pro Wrestling Edge and bringing home that W in the Taste of Season 2. Yeah. Big box eating contest. And I know Big Cass is going to be down. He's going to eat the shit out of some food because we killed, we cut a killer promo. And I don't even know why I'm keep. We got the man here. Big Cass. Go ahead. Go ahead and let the people know how it's going to go Wednesday night. Well, I think I'm getting two dubs this week then. I, I win the wrestler of the month. I think it's coincidental. That's the second win for me in wrestler of the month, right? Well, yeah, this is the yeah. this is gonna be the second time I competitively eat this big box. Ooh. You know, last time I didn't do it alone. You know, I teamed up with Brain Jerk, and no shade, I was there helping win that first that first one. So I could get that second win again this week, and I think I'm going to do it, man. Oh yeah, I don't think oh, yeah. I know you're gonna win it. Because coming home with the trophy. It's gonna be sign, the third man. gonna take down the box. I mean it's in it's in my bio. I kinda gotta do it, right? Oh yeah, man. You gotta. You gotta. You know, yep. without giving away any secrets, what have been some of your uh ways you've been training? You've been preparing mentally for this. Cause that's a sh- that's a lot of food, man. That is a lot of food you're about to be eating Wednesday night. Well, you know, kind of like if you go back to our interview, how Josh said that he was told don't overthink things. So I really haven't been overthinking it. You know, I know it's there. I've been preparing. Don't worry about that part of it. You know, I strategically did things the way a certain way. You know, and then I was watching Light It Up the other day, and T-Rup's already talking. He's like, oh, after this one, after I win this one, I'm retiring. So he's already thinking about quitting before it's even starting. <laughs> Jeez. I ain't quitting this one, so. Well, we're definitely going to be there. I think, you know, there's a lot of serious competitors in this. We got some guys that's been pretty quiet about it, but. I, they were talking, you know, Randy, they said he, he could be put T to shame. That's what I said. I wasn't even supposed to be in the top five of this. They named everybody off in that competition before me saying that they could eat it, you know? So show up, 
come to Brain Jerk Studios. Can't make it there. I'm sure they're going to be live. Follow them. You can see everything go down. And uh, like I said, win number two this week. That's right. I ain't even mad at you for winning Wrestle of the Month this week. It's better luck for you. Bring it home, baby. Yeah, man. Two wins. Two wins. Double it up, dude. You got this. Underdog's about to take the show. That's you know that's what I think. <clears throat> I just been an underdog in this whole thing. That's what Staying I'm quietly. About to blow up once that bell I mean, rings. If you guys watched Kenny's promo, you seen me out there working out. <laughs> I ain't worried. Yeah, I wasn't worried. It's that, it's that shoulder sweating too, man. So you know that's a good workout. Staying loose, staying nimble, baby. You seen him cutting up the dance floor like it's the Macarena? Don't even. Okay, that's another podcast. We don't got one for that. <laughs> but all right, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna go ahead and leave it go for the night. Don't forget to check out Josh Jonah, Jonai, Jonai. <laughs> Any chance you get, follow him. Here am I commentary congratulations to adam motherfucking wicks for taking home roster of the month big shout out to big Kaz. gonna bring home the title we'll announce that next week Ooh, did i already do a spoiler alert there boom wednesday july 27th ranger studios it's going down peace Pro Wrestling Edge would like to thank our partners. Whirlwind Productions Detroit. Rue Psychedelics. And our sponsors. Brain Jerk Entertainment. Jayquist. Photography. Welcome to the new beginning.